The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet is what you need to win. Bet $100, get $100 at WinBet.com or download the WinBet app and start winning today. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by the Final Four Watch Party Sports Gambling Podcast is watching the games over on youtube.com slash sports gambling podcast hang out with sean kobe and ryan win prizes sweat out your bets youtube.com slash sports gambling podcast plus make sure to fill out our listener survey for a chance to win a hundred dollar sgpn gift card just go to sports gambling podcast.com slash survey And we're back for part two of the NBA Gambling Podcast, where we went entirely way too long talking about four games because we had an MVP debate. But these next six games, we should fly through, and we're going to talk about the Los Angeles Lakers on the road going to play the Chicago Bulls. This is... Did the Lakers have a game in between here? No. Uh, this is back no, so the Lakers didn't have a game in between. The Bulls had the Clippers. Yeah. All right. Lakers opened up as a one-and-a-half point favorite. No, this guy line actually opened up as a pick. Interesting. This line opened I up think, as a I pick. I think I saw it two last night. So it might have been. It's at two and a half now. I'm saying it was two last night at like 2 a.m. Oh, when I was uh, recording the other show and I was debating talking about this game, it was at one and a half. So I did. That's why I thought it opened up okay. at one and a half. But so, yeah, it's at two and a half now. 227 and a half is the total. Uh, let's see here. Injury report for these two teams. LeBron James is questionable with that foot injury. Anthony Davis is probable with his foot injury. And whatever million other injuries he has. And D'Angelo Russell is probable with his hip. That is a good news right there. Chicago Bulls, you have Alex Caruso questionable with the foot injury. Javante Green is questionable with the knee. And that's about it there. All right. D'Angelo Russell playing is different than last go round. So, what are you doing here? I'm on the Lakers. I don't like this team, but I have to at least acknowledge that it was such an, a phenomenal letdown spot for the Lakers last time out. You have a home mm-hmm. game. LeBron's coming back for the first time in like a month. And mm-hmm. you assume, all right, LeBron's back. We got AD who's healthy. We're going to kill this team. And they came out flat and they got buried. I uh, think it's a very good bounce back very spot. Much. Thank you. Thank you, me, for calling Chicago into points in that game. Thank you. Thank you. I, th- I think it's a very good spot for the Lakers, especially since the Bulls played a game in between. The Lakers have just been letting the film of the first meeting marinate. I think they'll have a good game plan in mind for this game. The Bulls, of course, are still playing for seeding, but in reality, they'll be a playing team. They've been good enough down the stretch to be a playing team. Give me the Lakers, though. I think after they got buried on their home floor last time out, they're going to be motivated for this one. The Bulls playing another team in between, I think, is going to actually hurt them in the spot. But I'll link to the Lakers. I think they just no-showed the game. They'll come out with more focus. I like the Lakers in the spot. It's really the addition of D'Angelo Russell as well, man. And like, Russell that, playing, too. Yeah, that's that's really big. Like That is another uh, helpful scorer. And... Especially, I mean, honestly, I feel fine if Braun doesn't play. Like, I know there's going to be movement back to Chicago if LeBron doesn't play, but that this is the lineup that was working 
Like this would be the lineup that was working for all those games that got them back to 500. Mm. And, oh, wow. Don't look at this. The Lakers are under 500 now. So, of mm. course, the Bulls are going to lose this game. I, I'm... I already kind of had it set in my mind that I that after I had picked Chicago and Chicago actually did win in that game. I was going to go Lakers in the second game, and nothing here has really changed my mind. The additional D'Angelo Russell uh, to this team is going to make me like the Lakers even more here. So I'm with you. Pretty easy handicap there. I like the Lakers minus two and a half total at two twenty seven and a half. It's actually gone up two points already. I I'm really not sure about this total. Like I, I think I'm going to lean under, but I really don't feel great about it. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm hoping the Knicks. I'm hoping that the uh, Lakers have a better defensive effort in this game. Uh, but the Bulls defensively, they've been better with Beverly, so I think I'll mm-hmm. lean under. And I'm hoping that the Lakers play a bit more physical, which might slow the pace down. That was really the takeaway for me in the first meeting. It just felt like Chicago wanted it more, and Chicago was willing to battle physically, and the Lakers didn't want anything to do with it. I'll lean uh... under but I don't feel great about it. Let's play a game. Let's play the ref report game. Scott, who do you have for the Chicago Bulls and Los Angeles Lakers as the ref tonight? Uh, So John Goble is going to be the main ref. John Goble is 22 and 34 to the under this season with a total of 225 and a half. Okay. Uh, The other ref is Ben Taylor. Oh, my guy, Ben Taylor is and back. Toronto's not involved, so. <laughs> and that is 30 and 30 on the season, and he has an average total of 230 and a half. Oh, no, and the last ref is Jason Goldenberg. Okay, great. He was right here because I had no idea how I was going to spell that for a second. All right, Jason Goldenberg also looks like another over rep, 29 and 15. He with the average total of 236. So we said we were going to experiment with it, but we agreed that whoever's the main ref, that's the trends we're going to follow, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So we'll let so this will be one to watch. This will be a game to watch. And because now you have two guys that have totals in the 230s as the other two refs, but. Goble is clearly dragging this down with his undertrend. So this will be a really good game to watch and we can use this. And really, I like if once we get this down these last couple of games, oh, we're going to mm-hmm. cook in the playoffs. Oh, my God. All right. Props. What you got? So I think I have to look at I, do I, I think I have to look at Anthony Davis. Davis picks and chooses when he wants to dominate, but it seems like it's every other game. He wasn't very good against Chicago last meeting. He went for 15-9. and I think he comes out with a much better performance. That's why I'm kind of picking the Lakers to win. I think AD comes out and does a better job on the glass. I like AD rebounds in this game. Uh, I think that he'll be able to get a double-double. I think he'll probably get to 12 rebounds or so. Vucevic got ejected. But Drummond... It was so... like he really kicked his ass for the final two quarters. I don't know if the other ref knew that he just got teed up, but it felt like he got teed up for the exact same thing. Yeah. Like, like it was just too quick how he got tossed, and he got tossed by two different refs. I really, and to this day, I still feel like he got teed up for the same, like getting pissed off at the same time. He just got teed up by two different refs for the same thing, and that ended up getting him ejected. Yeah, uh, but the point is, I thought that based on how the first meeting went, AD really got screwed over when Vucevic got ejected. 
because Drummond is so much bigger than him that AD couldn't move him in the post. I think he's going to put up bigger numbers because he's going to have Vucevic on him. So I think AD actually has a good bounce back game. I think Drummond is actually a worse matchup for AD than Vucevic is. And since Vucevic might actually play his normal amount of minutes, I think AD has a good game here. But if you watch that game, Drummond kind of killed AD the entire second half. Oh, oh, so they were like laughing and having a good. They were going back and forth. Like it was really fun to watch. They were going back and forth with each other. So you look at the numbers for AD and Drummond kind of punked them, but people didn't really talk about it. I, I think AD has a good game with Vucevic playing his normal amount of minutes. It was so unserious. Like those were literally two guys having fun on yeah. the park playing against each other. Like it was so unserious. It was their world. All right. And AD's also he has connections to Chicago, right? Isn't he from there? Yeah, he's from Chicago. So give me give me an AD homecoming game. God damn it! You guys know I love a narrative. All right, fine. It, I swear, I swear, if I ladder AD's points today and he doesn't fucking do it, I'm if Vucevic done. doesn't get ejected, I I'm like his matchup. I am so done with AD. I'm going to ladder his points today because it's at 25, and it's that's really ridiculous. Like 24 and a half is pretty ridiculous for AD. So we're getting a good price on 30 and 35, and we know he can easily walk into 35. Mm. So we'll ladder his props today. I swear this is this is I am done. I am done if it doesn't happen here. I also do like uh D'Angelo Russell today. I don't see his, his points line. Assist? Not yeah, for points and assist. Okay. I think I I think I'll play a I'll have a little something going on both just because he's going to have the ball in his hands a lot and he should really eat off, especially if, if AD and LeBron are in the game, he should eat off of just, you know, goat assist as I call them. All right. Next game to slate. We have, Oh, Patrick Beverly block <laughs> still, still going. What did, what did they, what, what is that at now? Did they make this unplayable yet? I don't, I don't think he had one against the Lakers last games. So he might actually get this. No, he did. Because yeah. Cause was it, or was that the Clippers? No. He, yo, he didn't have it against the Lakers. It was against the Clippers because me and yeah. Rudolph hit uh, the parlay. My bad. Sorry, guys. Yeah, so uh, he didn't. Um, and it's back to plus 105. Yeah. Him and Kyrie, the two most underrated over half a block prop guards in the league. Yeah, man. Like, it's just, <laughs> it's like no handicap. I, I, I don't know how to handicap it. I, he just gets it. And... I don't think I've ever caught it in the game. That's the thing that's getting me. Like, I keep watching, trying to catch him get the block, and I've never caught it. But then I'll look, and I'm like, oh, he has a block. Like, Well, the Beverly one I makes use. sense because he's got active hands. You know he's going to constantly yeah. move his hands around, and if he gets a piece on the ball, they might call it a block in general. So I can understand Beverly. The Kyrie one's a surprise. <laughs> All right. Next game of slate, we have Los Angeles Clipper. Oh, wait, no, before I do that, we got to talk about the official sponsor of Sports Gambling Podcast Network, and that is WinBets, because they're live in a whole bunch of states, including Massachusetts, where people are going to be losing a lot of money in the playoff time. Uh, we got the WinBet win hour each and every Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern time, marquee games of the week for the best odds and payouts. You have the March Madness that you can still bet on the final four. Sign up today, get a special offer, bet $100, get $100 limited to state availability. The DJ long shot parlay of the week, where if you hit the longest parlay of the week, you can get $1,000 free credit. So much choose from. All you have to do is head over to winbet.com or download the winbet app. Offer subject change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 20 or older and present in the state where play through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling phone call, 1 800 522 4700. 
And look out for the Masters Contest. A, you have until this weekend. Enter completely free to enter sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash golf party. You can win a three-night stay at Circa Las Vegas and hang out with Sean and Ryan at Stadium Swim to watch the biggest golf tournament of the year. So if you don't win the contest, you can still go hang out with the guys and have fun. Use promo code SGP15 for rooms at Circa Las Vegas. And they are having the drawing for that at the Final Four Watch Party, which is this Saturday, youtube.com slash sports gambling podcast. Hang out with Sean, Kobe, and Ryan as they watch the March Madness games with the Final Four Watch Party. They'll be doing a bunch of giveaways and prizes and all that stuff. And like I said, the raffle for the SGP Masters contest will be happening during the watch party. All right. Clippers versus the Grizzlies in Memphis. Grizzlies opened up at five, now down to four. 233.5 is the total. That's come up six points, actually. And for the Clippers here, we have Norman Powell questionable. Marcus Morris is out because of health and safety protocols. I don't actually remember the last time I've seen somebody out for health and safety protocols. I was going to say, I think they demoted him anyway. I think Batum's the official new stretch four. So I don't even know if Morris matters at this point. <laughs> didn't, they, didn't they announce that Batum was officially the starter and then he had the health and safety protocol stuff after? I got to remember what rapper it was that said uh, fourth quarter. He said it in a song. He was like, fourth quarter, why the fuck is Batum in? And it was yeah. so funny. He's actually uh, been good for them, though, late in games. Batum. Brandon Boston is not playing in this game either. For the Grizzlies, you have John Morant. Looks like he's going to play. Uh, Vince Williams is TBD. No Steven Adams still. No Zaire Williams still. And looks like, yeah, Tyus Jones is going back to the bench as John Morant is expected to start ramping back to his regular workload in the starting lineup. All right. Clippers and Grizzlies, what are you doing? I'm going with the Grizzlies. Uh, I'm not really going to spend much time on this. I understand it was a back-to-back spot for Memphis. I know that they blew the cover against Orlando. Brutal beat there if you had the Grizzlies. But... I don't think the Clippers are good. Like I've said it before, I don't Mm -hmm. think they're a very good basketball team. And you're looking at who they've beaten recently. The win against the Bulls, I guess that's a decent win because the Bulls have played better lately. But who was the last good team that the Clippers actually beat? You're going down the line here. They beat the Bulls. They beat the Thunder. They beat the Trailblazers. Beat the Warriors at home. The Warriors can't win a road game. Beat the Knicks. I guess that's their last good win against the Knicks. But they beat the Grizzlies a couple weeks ago. That was a very high-scoring game. That game ended up landing in the 260s. But Morant didn't play in that game. So I don't know if I can actually use that. And Paul George also had a casual 42. And now he's, of course... Brooks didn't play in that game either. Yeah, Brooks didn't play. Morant didn't play. Paul George did. He had 42. So that game means nothing to me. I'm taking Memphis. I can't go against the Memphis team that straight up this season is 33-5 and five at home, and they're only laying four. Give me Memphis. Yeah, no, I'm going with Clippers. I I wasn't on the show yesterday, but I kind of came to the realization like yesterday, and I'm just going to stand behind it, of I'm perfectly fine fading Memphis for the rest of the season because I truly don't think that they care 
Like, I, I don't think they care. Yeah, they're not going to catch Denver. I I feel like they feel comfortable in their spot with the Kings right behind them. Like they're they're just going out here and just trying to win games. I don't think that they're winning games by margin and that we can actually get some. Now, this is I would have liked to see a little bit more points here, but I was going to say it's for the most part. You're going to give me a 33 and five team with Morant playing at home and yeah. they're only laying four. I, I feel like that's just worth it in itself. But uh, anyway, sorry to interrupt. You can you can. No, continue. no, no, you're good. It's. Yeah, I just I don't think that they're going to be too, too serious. And we're going to see how good the Clippers really are defensively because they're going to need to slow down them inside the paint. Grizzlies 61.2 points inside the paint last five games. They are number one for the season in points in the paint, but two second in the NBA in the last five games with that number. Clippers 15th in NBA. That's decent defending the paint. So they're really going to have to try to uh, slow them down in terms of inside the paint. But I think that, you know, the Grizzlies have fallen off defensively a little bit here. Uh, 17th, they've been one of the top teams defensively all season. 17th in points per game, 114 points per game. The Clippers are 8th in 110.2 points per game. And we'll see. Both of these two teams are shooting the hell out the ball right now, especially from three. Both both of them are 40% from three this season. I think that this is, one, a game that means a little bit more for the Clippers. And... I am interested to see, and this probably will be one of the few times that I'll bet the Clippers, but I'm interested to see what Ty Lue does against one of the best teams in the West. And what adjustments does he make in this game? Do you just fold the game in? Like, do you just pack this game in? Because your your spot in the standings is not solidified. Their spot is solidified. Your Your spot in the standings are not solidified. You're battling around Phoenix... Yeah, four or five feet. And if you really, really can want to get home court over Phoenix, you can try to battle and try to get that. But Golden State is only a half game back behind you. And guess what? You're only one game out of the play-in. That's worst case scenario for you. Like that is absolute worst case scenario without Paul George right now is that you go on this stretch of losing games and you find yourself in the play-in in this stacked West Conference. So well, I wouldn't say stack, but competitive Western Conference. I think that this game, one, means a little bit more to the Clippers. I think the Clippers are playing a little bit better defensively right now where they can throw different looks at the Grizzlies and try to get them thrown off. And I truly don't think the Grizzlies care like at this point in the season, especially about playing games by margin. I can see the Clippers getting out early in this game and the, and the Grizzlies battling back and you know maybe they get a win. I I'm I'm just going to take the four points and stick with what I said that I'm just going to fade the Grizzlies against the spread towards the end of the season because I truly think that this is a team that does not care. I'm not sure if they care in general, but I do think there's some pride element to it when it comes to being 33 and five at home. Yeah. So I'll lean Memphis. I mean, and it's an amazing home atmosphere. Like, it's just an amazing home atmosphere. I'll only take some rebound options for the Clippers because in the last meeting, both teams shot very well, but the Mm. Clippers out-rebounded Memphis 53 to 26. I don't know how that even happens, mm-hmm. but the Clippers had more than double the amount of rebounds the Grizzlies had in the last game. So if you want to go for some Zubak rebounds or Mason Plumley, maybe, or even Kwai or somebody, I wouldn't mind you going for rebounds. Because when you 2X the other team's total rebounds, that's a murder. Mm-hmm. Like, that's crazy. So I wouldn't mind rebound props if you want to go for the Clippers. All right. I 
Well, let's just go ahead and knock out total. I figure out what props I want to play. Uh, set two thirty three and a half. I think I'm an only an over because Jaws back and defensively Memphis hasn't been great lately. They were good against Orlando yesterday, but I just thought that was a good matchup. I'm going to lean over the Clippers defensively. I still don't really like in the Grizzlies. I'm not sold on defensively based on the recent form. Last meeting, both teams shot the ball like crazy, but that's still landed 260 and change. I'm going to lean over. I think you'll see points here. I think each team could get to 117. So I'm going to go with the over. Hmm. I mean, put it like that. Yeah. Okay. Mm. I feel like we're getting the ass part of the number, though. Could. Could be right. Nah, but Morant being back helps. Slight, so. Nah, slightly into the under. I'll, I'll okay. take slightly into the under. To, it, it comes in. It's, it's going to be close. It's going to be close. I think we're getting the ass part of the number, though. That closing line value just scares me. So I'll, yeah. I'll go slightly under there. All right. Uh, yeah. Kawhi's going to have a good game. And I, I have to I have to back Kawhi if I think that the, the Clippers uh, are going to win. Yeah, I have to back Kawhi. So I think I'm um, Kawhi 26 and a half. It feels and Kawhi was especially horrible against New Orleans. So I, I think Kawhi bounces back in this game. And the thing about Kawhi offensively is that and this is what I love about great two way players is because great two-way players find ways to score over other good defenders. And I'm not really concerned with the fact that he's, you know, getting the Dylan Brooks matchup today because great two-way defenders always find ways to score on good defenders as well. Because they know, they they know, hey, how would I defend me? How would I play this? How would I do that? Like, yes, they, they are already prepared. And so that's why I like Kawhi Leonard in this. Well, that's one reason. But yeah, Kawhi Leonard over 26 and a half. Zubak, Zubak has a day. Does he Does he have a day? Somebody's going to have to rebound. And Plumlee went seven for eight last meeting. So I guess if you want to make the argument that maybe Zubak takes a step back just based on them splitting up minutes between the two of them. But I am going to look up the double-double odds because I am curious. Two to one. I mean, that, that is pretty tempting. It's two to one on Zubak, and I don't see Plumlee odds. I'm curious how big of a long shot gonna... Plumlee would have been. You'll see Plumlee towards the uh, what's it what's it called? Toward, when closer to game time, they'll have Plumlee double double mm-hmm. odds. They normally drop him later. Uh, let's see, what do you? But most of these games have Stephen Adams, so it's really not going to help. But let's see if he has one that's recent. I'm saying the last game they played, they oh yeah, he had six and nine. Rebounds. He had six and nine. Well, okay, so he I only feel... played 18 minutes though. Yeah, give me that. It's at eight and a half, man. His rebounds are at eight and a half. Well, that's also a bit of a problem, though, because he only played 18 minutes. He was not in foul trouble, so they just decided to cut his minutes in order to keep pace with Memphis. So Zubak so maybe- might not play that much because they want to go more athletic. That's the problem. Now, Kawhi yes. and Paul George each had double-doubles last game with rebounds. Plumlee had nine rebounds and 15 points in 21 minutes. But I might be out on Zubak because the fact that he wasn't in foul trouble and he only played 18 minutes means that they might purposefully use a more athletic center and not use Zubak. So I, I maybe I wouldn't mind pivoting to Plumlee for a double double. Um, but I think I'm out on Zubak because then the limited number of minutes is concerning there in that spot. 
Let me see here. Uh, uh, I can't bet Nick Batum. All right, yeah, I'll let you. I was trying to look up a Batum angle because I see him at four and a half at plus one ten, but I can't do it. All right, I'm with you. We're, I'm I'm in on Plumley, and I I think we just wait for yeah. Plumley lines to drop, and we get a very favorable double double price with Plumley and his. I, when he when they drop his line coming off the bench, it's like five and a half consistently. I was gonna say it's gotta be north of five. Yeah, it's it's consistently five and a half. I think maybe like a really good matchup, he's at six and a half, but there's no way he's at like seven and a half. So seven boards for Plumley, and we should cash that. All right. Next game on the slate, we have the Detroit Pistons going to play the Oklahoma City Thunder. Oklahoma City is laying eleven and a half at home. Two thirty one and a half is the total. Injury report for these two teams that we have for the Pistons, Alec Burtz, Rodney Magruder are both out. And, you know, all the Bogdan, Isaiah Stewart, Hamadou Diallo, they're done for the rest of the year. And we'll see if Shea plays in this game. Because I'm assuming he will because they were going to let him switch off on the back-to-back. So they gave him the first day off, like let him play the second day if I had to guess. All right. I know you're all over Detroit rebounds because I am too. Mm-hmm. That's really easy. I mean, and I... The interesting thing is that the line opened up 11 and it's at 11 and a half. So there's people that are betting OKC and they're... It's because Shea's going to play most likely. But I, I'm just going to point out that the three big men for Detroit, Duran, Wiseman, and Bagley, each have rebound lines of eight and a half. All three of them have the same exact line. Like, do they not know... Who they're playing. Reminding everybody that both Nick Richards and Kai Jones for Charlotte yesterday had double doubles. Each of them had a double double. It's like, I, it, like, we know OKC doesn't rebound in basketball. No, they're one of the worst in the league. Wiseman's well, really they lost yesterday. Really, Wiseman's really been killing me recently, though. Yeah. Bagley's been really good recently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like every time I pick Wiseman, and ba- I'm watching Bagley do everything that I thought Wiseman would do. I'm like, uh, but what's the minute distribution? Wiseman and Duran switch off, but Bagley's on his own. I don't know. Because if that's how it works, I'll take Bagley. I don't know. I actually don't know the answer to that. First of all, I'm taking. I'm, I'm going the same angle. I'm going the same angle, and I'm taking Duran off the bench. Okay. He, it, it, the best defenders for them are in that starting lineup. I mean, not defenders. The best rebounders for OKC are in that starting lineup. And once you get out of that lineup, there's literally nothing that should challenge him at all whatsoever. By the way, to read off the minutes for Bagley, the last couple of games played 36 minutes against Milwaukee, 30 minutes against Toronto, 41 minutes against Atlanta, 30 minutes against Miami. He's had at least eight rebounds in each of the last three games, had nine-plus in each of the last two games. I think I'm on Bagley. you got to play I, Bagley. You have to play Bagley. I think I have to. Those minutes are the main difference there, where Duran and Wiseman are going to switch off because they both play center. Seems like Bagley's kind of on his own. He's played north of 30 minutes in four straight games. So I'm going to go with the Bagley double-double. That'll be my main option. But you are right, though. Wiseman's been kind of horrible rebounding lately. Yeah. Last time we what is picked Bagley two, double double. Like last time we picked two of these three, we missed 
because the last time we, we missed Bagley. Bagley yeah. is a must play. Bagley, Bagley I think, I think Bagley, That's yes, I think Bagley is a must play. And then you can also play one of Wiseman or Dern and try to catch both. But Bagley is a must play at this point. You can't not play Bagley. He's playing all the minutes and he's he he's staying in the game. Yeah. So yeah, I just like Dern because again. I don't think it's anything off the, off the bench that should challenge him at all. So in the short minutes that he does is probably going to get, he should be extremely effective on glass and uh, putting up points as well. So, all right. Well, we skip to the prop section. I, I'm, I'm, I'm on Detroit. I'm, t- I'm taking Detroit. I'm, of course, I'm not. Yeah, I'm taking Detroit. I, I, all three of us yesterday were talking about Charlotte money line against OKC. Now I'm aware that Shea didn't play. And there was some injury news for both sides before that game, but the premise was simple. We're not laying double-digit points with the Thunder. They yeah. don't guard anybody. Yeah. They give up 43 points to P.J. Washington. How the hell am I supposed to back this team laying double digits? No, I got to take to Detroit. I'll take OKC in the first quarter just because Shea is coming off of rest, and he's good for 10 first-quarter points on his own. I like the over in this game because OKC, once again, doesn't guard anybody. But I'm going to lean to... Uh, the Pistons here. It's too many points. Okay, C minus three and a half in the first quarter. I like that. All right. Is there anything else? I believe that... Munaf mentioned, by the way, that OKC is one of the worst first quarter offense teams in the league. Oh, are they really? Yeah. Oh, yikes. All right. Well, scratch that. I'm just going to go with Shea over. I think you're going to say Thunder first half. Um. Oh. Because that worked out yesterday. They got killed in the first, first quarter, quarter. And then they had a good second. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll go. Well, no, because first half is still too many points that I feel comfortable with. So Fair enough. I'm just going to go back to my Shea first quarter play because he, I'm telling you, he's good for 10 in the first. And that first quarter line is eight and a half at minus 135. Bet. So eight and a half minus 135 for Shea Alexander. I don't mind giddy double in the double, first maybe triple double. The rebounds might be tricky, but somebody's gonna have to try to rebound the ball. Mm-hmm. I really like Jalen Williams, the one who's suddenly in rookie of the year contention. It's not serious contention. Boncaro's gonna win the award by a wide margin, but no, but he's he's one of the top five best rookies in the I think he's gonna finish second. Based on how he should be lately, he should be right? he should be in all all rookie first team. Yeah, I think he will. But just watching him yesterday. He was incredible yesterday. I don't think he had 30, but he had like north of 20. He was really good. I don't see any lines in OKC, though, because they don't know who's going to play yet besides Shea. So I look for his overs, though. I do think that Jalen Williams will have a good matchup here. Uh, Isaiah Joe threes I like. He was very good yesterday against the Hornets. I think he has a good game, too, but I don't see props on any of those guys. But I like Giddy double-double, maybe even a triple-double in this game. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, let's see here. I don't know about, uh, I could, I can buy it. I can tell, I can always buy myself into Giddy. Let me stop playing. I can always talk myself into Josh Giddy. All right, here we go. Utah Jazz on the road as a favorite, opened up as five. Now it's at four. 233 is the total against the San Antonio Spurs. That total's dropped a point and a half, actually. Because Markinen's out. Oh, is he out? Yeah, he got ruled out like 20 minutes ago. Oh, okay, great. Thanks, because I did not have the updated joint. So, no marketing, no Jordan Clarkson, uh, Fonte, whatever. He's questionable. 
everybody knows who I'm talking about. Once you, yeah, you know who I'm talking about. And you mean, you mean uh, Pablo P- Prigioni Jr.? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a throwback. Kelton Johnson. Yeah, I know. I know. That's why it kind of caught me off guard. <laughs> Kelton Johnson and Devin Vassell are both out. Jeremy Sohan is out as well. Wow. Holy shit. So, that, yeah, Malachi Brandon season. A hundred percent. What? That is the first. What? Yes. What is this line? It is Malachi Brennan season today. That is another ladder for today. Great. Uh, I, I'm really fixated on this line right now. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty obvious what I'm doing, but what are you doing? Bolt. There's an, if you bet on this game and you feel really, really confident about it, you're either backing a season long trend with the jazz. Yep. Or you really need to go to a meeting. Because I don't trust either of these teams. The Spurs have just been actively getting hammered lately. They're getting mm-hmm. killed. And Utah might not win another game for the rest of the season. Defensively, they're horrible. They're not even trying. They're giving Johnny Juzang minutes. They're giving Azubuki minutes. They're well, just keep throwing making everybody favorite, out there. If you keep making a favorite, they're damn sure not going to win another game. That's what I'm saying. But the Spurs suck. Like I don't know if I can even take the Spurs plus four if they're going to be missing that many guys. Give me Walker Kessler props. Because he was really good last game. I could see him having another good game here. I don't know if I want anything in this game, to be honest. Like, I hate both these teams right now based on current form. The only player that I actually like on the Spurs is Mamu Ginobili. I'm a fan of Mamu Kishvili. I think that he could have a decent game here. But besides that, once again, the Spurs injury report's a mess. So what do you take? Do you take Trey Jones props if he plays? Do you take the assists? Is he playing? It's like so it's so destined for the Spurs to get Victor. Like it's so destined. Like this They is, really they're trying harder than any other team. So I I, I kind of respect it. But But it's 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 like this is if diversity was a team, it's the San Antonio Spurs. <laughs> like come on. They could use a Frenchman. They're they're short of Frenchman. They need to add that. And little, there you go. Yeah, Wait, is they it, need yeah, to add it to the Yeah, there pot. you go. So but. All right. Yeah, I'm still back in the season long train. Give me Spurs plus five. Yeah, you're going based on the season, but based on the Spurs' recent form, I'm, I'd rather just. I mean, not play. I mean, on the Jazz' recent form, do you really feel comfortable laying points with the Jazz? <laughs> uh, not at all. But my point is, I feel like based on the form of both teams, I'm going to use the season long trend to not back the Jazz, but I'm not going to spend my money on the Spurs. If that makes yeah. sense. Oh no! Oh, oh anything that I would have probably bet on this game on a side is going on Malachi Brandon's point slider. Having said that, there are a couple of double-doubles I might be tempted by. I see Olenek double-doubles at 250. That's not bad. Mamu is 9-1, to one, which his rebounds haven't been great. I'd rather just take his points. I think Trey Jones at 8-1 to double-doubles a bargain. The points might be a problem, but 8-1... to one, Utah doesn't guard anybody. I think eight to one for a starting point guard against this defense is a bargain. Give me Trey Jones double double. Yeah, I agree. I like that. Okay. Excuse me. I had a little uh, ingestion there. I think we hit on everything actually. Oh, well, we didn't talk about total. Uh, under. I- I mean, I, I I guess I'm leaning over. I I think you're going over, really. I think I'm gonna lean over. Do you trust both? Of, like, do you trust multiple players on both teams to actually score in this game? 
I think I, think I can trust two one defenses, to two players each team. From what I've seen from the last week or two, these might be the worst two defenses in the league. Yeah. So I think I'm going to lean over anyway and just hope that this turns into one of those classic awful tank games, which suddenly is 250 points. We see those games every now and then. You have two yeah. games like, who's going to be interested in this game? Then you just see 130 to 130. We kind of saw it yesterday with the Thunder and the Hornets, where it's like, who the hell cares? And it's like, wait a second, there are 250 points right now? I'm going to lean over. Why not? I have no idea who the other person I trust to score in the Spurs is outside of Malachi Brandon. They'll figure uh, it out on the fly. <laughs> but uh, I, I trust Orlenic and Abaji. <laughs> I will let you know that. I trust Orlenic and Abaji to get it done for the Jazz. So, yeah. I like the over and threes for any Spurs guy because, once again, the Jazz play zone, and it's one of the worst zone defenses I've ever seen. So they're going to get a bunch of three-point shots off. Man. I'm not- I would have blindly taken Keldon Johnson 30-plus, but he's probably not going to play. So that's unfortunate. No, yeah, he's out. That's what I'm saying. If he was playing, I would have blindly taken him for 30-plus, but mm-hmm. he's not. So Cassell's not playing either, right? Nope. That's They're why I'm all over Malachi Brandon. That's why I'm I'm yeah. I'm committed to this Malachi Brandon ladder today. I really I'm convinced. Of, I'm I'm on the Trey Jones double double. Matter of fact, what is his? What is his? Let me just go ahead and give out the price. You want to go for points or threes? For who? Branham. Oh, points. Points. Okay. Yeah, I'm going for the points because Branham over one and a half threes is plus one fifteen. Yeah, but I feel like when I take threes, I get the shit into the stick. But I'm getting fourteen and a half at minus one hundred four. I can get 20 points at plus 340, and I can get 25 at 12 to 1. Okay. There you go. Malachi Brandon. That's the name. That's the tweet. That's it. All right. Nationally televised game. Minnesota Timberwolves are in the Valley to play the Phoenix Suns. Phoenix Suns opened up at 5. It's at 5.5. I'm not going to lie. I saw I handicapped a 6.5 last night for Hartwood Culture. And I bet six and a half. So this has come back down. It's crazy how much line moves in the NBA overnight. Yeah, really. Uh, Two thirty five and a half is. The, I really thought this line was going to go up. I'm not going to lie. Two thirty five and a half is the total. You have. Oh, and that's why because last night it didn't look like Carl Towns was going to play, but now he and Anthony Edwards are both probable for this game. Torian Prince is questionable with the illness. Jalen Noel is questionable with the knee. Matt Ryan is out because he's a football player and for the phoenix suns i have nothing else for you other than kevin durant is in and playing in this game this is what movies are made of this is what movies are made of and is this just the part of the movie where like the the underdog protag i don't i guess you say that the suns are an antagonist because nobody seems to like them most people don't like (laughs) nobody seems to like them so is this just the part of the movie where the antagonist is is beating up on the protagonist like this is the rocky film where mr t starts the movie and just beats the shit out of rocky and takes the belt for me i think i'm gonna lean to minnesota durant's coming back which is huge but you have to worry about chemistry and how they're going to divide up shots. And once again, they didn't play many games together in the first place. They look good anyway. In hindsight, they had, they won a nail-biter against Dallas. That that didn't age too well because Dallas didn't win many games with Luka and Kyrie. That was like their main win that they had together. Memphis has been, Minnesota's been good. You know, they beat Golden State on the road. That's a tough win. Nice comeback there. 
I love the role players. Kyle Anderson's one of my favorite role players in the league. I think he's a hell of a basketball player. But I'm looking at the Suns and the big issue that I have, which was put on full display when Durant was out. Their bench and their supporting cast are awful. Like, really, really bad. And it's not surprising because you have to trade a lot of assets to get Durant. I get it. I don't like their bench at all. And I wonder what the minute restriction is going to be on Durant in this game. Is he playing 30? Is he playing 25? How many minutes do you think Durant plays in this game? Uh oh no, he's I I mean I truly don't care how many minutes he plays. I don't know. I truly don't know. I'm asking though, like, what do you think? Like twenty five no, to 30? I don't know because Kevin Durant is comeback proof. He can come back and play thirty minutes and be. No, he can fine. come back and play well, but Phoenix wants to keep him healthy for the playoffs. So I, I twenty five minutes, thirty. You're minutes? asking me to speculate something, and I'm not going to speculate because I have enough. no thoughts on it whatsoever. All I'm gonna say is what I do know is that when Kevin Durant returns from injury, he puts up points. I'm going to lean to Minnesota. I think that this team is flying under the radar right now. Casual six seed. I don't know when that happened, but good for Minnesota. I'm going to lean to the Timberwolves. No, I'm all over. I'm all over the Suns here. I think this is the game where the Suns flex their muscles back in the Valley with. Uh, Maybe I'm viewing it like a Lakers game with LeBron coming back against the Bulls where they're just like, oh, we got the, the ramp back. Thing. We're good. Yeah, it's not the same. I don't think it's the same thing at all. I, I already bet Phoenix in this game. I think that this is a game where Phoenix just comes out here and they have the matchup. Like you talk about their bench production, but they do have scorers coming off the bench and how Minnesota plays defense. Yeah. Terrence Ross, TJ Warren, like those guys are scorers. Okay. Those guys yeah. can create their own shots. Like, and because of distracted that, by Cameron Payne, chucking up a bunch of bad shots. Oh yeah. Well, so, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. But no, they still got, they still got scorers coming off the bench and how Minnesota plays defense, especially around pick and rolls and the drop coverage that they do play that. I think the mid range is going to be open all day, every day of the week in this game for Phoenix and for a game for a team with literally nothing but mid range shooters. Uh, that's really, really dangerous for them. So I'm expecting Phoenix to just methodically pull away in this game and really, really flex their muscles and just remind people that, hey, when Kevin Durant is back on this team, because we just went two and six without him, one in seven against the spread, that we are one of the top teams in the league. And I think this is definitely one of those flex your muscles moments. So I'm I'm still sticking to my guns, riding with the what's it, dancing with the team that brought you or whatever. I also forgot to mention that, that Aiden Aiden is back in the lineup, which I forgot to account for. Yeah. That helps. Okay. And so I, I feel I feel fairly confident that a full strength Suns team can roll over this Minnesota team. I think they could, but I don't know. For some reason, maybe I just like what I've seen lately for Minnesota. I think that they're a bit feistier than people think they are. So I'm going to lean Minnesota, but to be honest, I forgot that Aiden was back in the lineup. <laughs> yeah. Totally forgot. I'm like, oh, Biombo is going to be guarding. I'm like, all right, I can nah. look at that. You know, no, you got Aiden there. That's, that's not fun. All right. Uh, totals at 235 and a half. I'm not even sure on this one. I uh, I think I'm going to lean under. It just feels large to me, doesn't it? Minnesota had a play game? scoring game against Golden State. <laughs> I have no thoughts. So you want to play a game? Let's play oh, a game of what ref is it? I like how we're going to keep doing this segment. We're going to oh, change yeah. the name of the game show every time we do it. Absolutely. Every single time. <laughs> All right. 
So I see Eric Lewis as the main ref. How does he? Okay, I see him. He is what thirty and twenty-eight with two twenty-eight point nine points per game. Okay, I see you, Rodney Mott. Rodney Mott is twenty-four and twenty-four with two twenty-seven point four points per game. And I see Lauren Holtkamp. Lauren Holtkamp is 22 and 12 with 234 points per game. It's always an outlier. There's an outlier, but all three refs you just mentioned have totals on average under this number. Yep. So uh, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's just do it. I mean, we're going to lean under. I think it's a 50 50 toss up on how it goes. So yeah, I'm with you. Let's just go under. I like how Minnesota guarded Golden State. I'm hoping that Phoenix might take some time to get reacclimated with each other again. And Minnesota, truth is, I was going to mention in the prop section, which kind of goes against my thoughts on leaning Minnesota. Anthony Edwards kind of looks horrible out there because he's injured and he's clearly playing through it and he can't really move that well. If he's going to be limited, do they have enough scoring options to actually put up massive amounts of points? Does Torian Prince count? I thought he said he's not playing. Torian Prince is questionable. I was going to say he might not play. So they don't have many If he does play, here. does he count? Yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, Actually, no, no his, his birth no, week already passed. Count. I don't know if he, that counts. No, he doesn't fucking count. No, he no. There's no, he, owns he does the not Knicks. fucking count. Whatever. All right. I'm going to lean other under. Props? Uh, any other props? I like Edwards under. Yeah. I, I'm going to back the recent to. form. He clearly like rushed he back to. from injury because they need him to play in order to make the playoffs. But he he's barely he they did adjust though. twenty right he's now. He's down to twenty two. Yeah, he's at he's down twenty two and a half. He's normally at twenty four and a half. Yeah, but you look at half, the games. Half. He's topping out at like seventeen. Yeah. So I'm gonna lean to the under on Edwards. I mean, it's Kevin Durant over twenty two and a half. That's that's the that's it. That's the tweet. Like he's he continues to score when he comes back from injury. That I just don't. I'm gonna keep going with uh, Kyle Anderson rebounds and assists or PRA. I just really love his game. He is so good as a double-double guy because he can get you rebounds or assists, but mm-hmm. hell of a role player. Hell of a role player. I, I like him in the spot. Go bear rebounds? And uh, never, never Okay. I can get behind that. Yeah. Mid-Davis. I like Nas Reed because he's going to be matched up against Landell, but once again, I don't have numbers on Reed because he's a bench player. Oh yeah, when he come, when, oh yeah, yeah, I can so get behind. He's gonna kill Landell if, if they have yeah. lines up. He's yeah, I can him. definitely get behind Nasri when that drops. Definitely on that. It's, it's it might not be Landell, might be Biombo, but still, I like the nine and a half. Not it's gonna be like nine and a half, eight and a half, nine and a half when it drops. I, I feel confident with that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, before we get to the last game to slate, let me go ahead and talk oh, yeah, to you about I like Shady Chris Rays. Paul under in points. Oh. Sorry, I like Chris Paul under in points because Durant's coming back. Chris Paul is going to take a back seat and a half. I'm on the under on Chris Paul points. All right, Shady Rays. You know our friends at Shady Rays have you covered with suns from the from the sun to the slope, from premium polarized shades to customized snow goggles. They got everything you need. They're an independent sunglass company that offers a world class product. And look. They have the exact thing that you need for our listeners, and that's a deal, a great deal. You can go to ShadeRays.com, use promo code SGPN, and get 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. They are rated five stars by over 200,000 people. They donate to Feeding America, and if you don't love them or they break or anything, you can exchange them and return them for free. 
30, within 30 days. So shop shadyrays.com, promo code SGPN for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. All right, last game of the slate. Probably going to be a quick one. Sacramento Kings going to play the Portland Trailblazers. Kings are laying 13 and a half on the road. Opened up at 12 and a half. It's at 13 and a half. Totals at 235 and a half. Injury report for these two teams. And we have for the Sacramento Kings. Nothing. It's all Everybody's, hands on deck. Yeah, all hands on deck. And that is the complete opposite of what it is for the Portland Trailblazers, where it's absolutely no hands on deck because you have no Anthony Simons, no Jeremy Grant, no Yusuf Nurkic, no Damian Lillard, no uh, Trin Watford. Even Trin Waterford is doubtful. He got uh, injured no, in that Thunder game, I think. Yeah. Cam Reddish is doubtful as well. Like, okay, all right. What, Kings, is, what is this? Is it G League? What, what can we not? What? How big is this number have to be for you not to lay it with the Kings? There's only one number that matters, by the way. And I know you were on the right side of it for the Kings last game because you thought the moment might be a bit too big for the Kings at home. 2005. 2005. Yeah. It's the only number that matters. Yeah. If the Kings win today, they they clinch the playoff spot for the first time since 2005. Yep. They have not been playing good basketball lately, but they're healthy. Portland just got run out by 30-plus to the Pelicans. I got to go Kings here. I mean, there's not I don't I I just don't know what you could set the number at that. I would sit here and say, man, maybe I should take Portland at this spot. Like we're not even they don't have an NBA team. It's a G League team. Okay, all right. Kings 13 and a half. It's a lot of points for a team that's been struggling lately, but I, I think the Kings come out and bury them. I got to read Total. off the projected starting lineup, by the way, because Nurkic is out too. Archie Yakano is starting at point. I didn't know how to say his name. Uh, shout out to Villanova. Uh, Shaden Sharp, shooting guard. Matisse Tybel. Nasir Little. Drew Eubanks. That's a starting lineup in the NBA. Kings better win this game by 20. That's all I'm saying. They better win this I, game by 20. I, I mean, that's not even the concerning thing for me. It's like when you get past those people. Who is coming off the bench? Like I don't know if I is... want to know the answer to that question. Kevin Knox. Knox actually been okay for them. Decent three point shooter for them. Randomly. So I was trying, and we'll, we'll talk about this in the prop section. I was trying to figure out who was that random, you know, Portland player. Because I'm gonna have I'm gonna have money on some random Portland player. Oh, Archie Yakano double doubles like the ultimate degen play here for Portland. I don't know if he's going to score or not, but Archidiakono is going to get all the assist chances that he can get. Yeah. You going with Keegan Murray threes to break the rookie record? Came out flat last game. No. I think he made one and then. He went one for one. six from three. Yeah. I knew he was going to get the attempts. I, and I, I'm really great that I pivoted off of that when Fox was in the lineup. I felt good with it with Fox out the lineup, but when Fox was in, I was like, yeah, I'm not doing it. Uh, so. Yeah, two and a half minus one twenty. He's gonna get it today. Like he's he only needs what two more. He needs two or three. I th- I think it's two. Yeah, so he's gonna get. Yeah, he's gonna get three today. I to answer your question for Portland, though, it's either gonna be Sharp or Little because they're gonna get all the shot attempts for this team. Some Sharp is at twenty and a half. Little well, Sharp should be high because they got killed by New Orleans by thirty and change, but he played thirty plus minutes anyway because he's young. He's blowout proof. 
Yeah, Nazir Little as well. 15 and a half for Nazir Little feels too, way short. So, yeah, it's going to be Little. That's going to be the person I bet on. 15 yeah. and a half. All right. I'll I mean, go Chiakano assists. Yeah, I can yeah, I can get into that. Anything else? Uh it's a bonus triple double I thought about, but it's three ninety. Great match like against Eubanks. But I'm not sure I, I'm not sure if he's gonna play in the fourth quarter. I don't mind Jake's play there with Fox on I like that. I yeah, think Jake's that's, that's a very smart play. Jake said that too risky to take Fox under question mark. He's usually a second half scorer. Maybe they're up by then, up big by then. So I think he's yeah. right. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree. He is a second half scorer and they, he's not playing much in the second half. I can tell you that right now. So what's the Kings his, what's better win this game by at least 15. That's all I'm saying. I just, I truly like, I feel like I can't this take props for the Kings because I, I, I don't know who the hell is going to be playing in the third and fourth quarter. This game might be over at halftime. I just don't like why does this not feel short? I know it's 13 and a half, but does this not feel short? We've seen Are they really disrespect- around the league. Yes, that's what I'm saying. And this should be one of those 16, 17. I really feel like this is short, man. I think it and is short. All right. Some of the <sighs> argument might be Portland keeping close against the Thunder, but we just saw the Thunder lose to the Hornets, so that means nothing to and me. And then they get ran out the gym by the freaking Pelicans. Like, yeah. You would have shot yeah, okay. to, to clinch a playoff spot at home. You lost. Uh, the Kings will be motivated to clinch a playoff spot. They already had the nerves get out of the way. They're going to be, yeah, they're going to be they're on the in. sideline in the third quarter, hype because they know that they just took this team to the playoffs for the first time since 2005. I think they come out and bury them. All right. Lock and dog time. For my lock, I'm going to. Uh, do I want a chance, Brunson, playing? By the way, Murray needs three to pass Mitchell, two to tie. Oh, yeah, two and a half minus 120. That's my lock. Keegan Murray over two and a half minus 120. No, because he, no, let me not do that. That was a really emotional. And he has more games. Like, he doesn't have to get it done. He has plenty of games to get this record. So that was really emotional. You know, Portland, though, the last three games, opponents are shooting 45% from three. 45%. And they're already a bottom 10, bottom five, three point defensive team in the league. How does how do they not get anything they want? All right, let's go with my first play. Knicks first half minus two and a half. I'm just gonna bank on Brunson playing. For my dog. If the Clippers were two to one, I would have took them, but I'm not interested at plus one forty. Honestly, it's not the juice isn't worth the squeeze. Neither is Dallas either. Juice isn't worth the squeeze there either. The Nets don't lose this game, do they? I don't think they do, but um, I mean, you can make a case for it. You got them plus the points. Maybe Houston first half. You just hope they jump them. <sighs> Even the Spurs isn't. I'm just not getting the price that I want. Like, a player I want to, yeah, I guess I got to go with a player prop. Let's go with Branham. <laughs> there's a there's multiple people that I like today, but let's go. You taking an alt line of 20 or what number are you taking? The 20 is plus 340. Like, come on. That is, that is insane. Okay, so. Let me so my honorable mentions, but the price wasn't there. I had an honorable mention for Clippers to win the game outright, but that's plus one forty. I really it, it's just not worth it to me. 
Honorable mention was the Spurs first half, but that's plus one twenty five. That's I'm I'm not betting the Spurs to win any type of thing and getting one plus one twenty five. So that wasn't worth it to me either. But Branham is one hundred percent worth it at twenty plus points for plus three forty because he we've seen him do it with Kelton Johnson and Den Vassell be up and he's just taking over scoring for this team and literally taking all the usage that those two have gotten and been able to succeed and now you're playing a Utah Jazz team that has absolutely nothing defensively you talked about their zone being one of the worst zone defenses in the league and yeah I, I think that this is a spot where if we get a couple of threes he's easily gonna walk into this 20 plus points so 20 plus points, plus 340 for Malachi Brandon. That's my dog. What are you doing? All right. Uh, so quickly, my lock's going to be the Kings. I think they bury them. I'll take the 13 and a half. It should be 16 or 17. They're going to kill Portland. So give me the Kings as my lock. For my dog, give me Trey Jones. I don't mind the assist ladder, actually. Eight plus assists is plus 190. Ten plus assists is five to one. I'll give out the 190 as my lo- as my dog. But I'm going to probably have a play on 10-plus assists. Utah last three games, allowing 34.3 assists per game, the most in the league by 2-plus assists. Uh-huh. It's not even close. They hand out more assists than any other team by a wide margin. Give me Trey Jones' assists. I'll take the 8-plus at plus 190. All right. And uh, that was it. That was everything. We did yep. everything. All right. Hours. Great. Yeah, it was very much a lot of content, but there's people like, look at everybody that's still here. <laughs> so appreciate everybody. Uh, appreciate all the kind words, everything you guys do, all that. Make sure you leave us a review. Make sure you like the pod on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe, all that other stuff. Oh, uh, man, what are we doing? Follow us. You know where to follow us at. Scott, do you have anything else before we get up out of here? Uh, no, you can find me on Twitter, Rice Show Radio. I see Rath asking if I like Trey Jones double double. I mentioned it. The points might scare me off because it doesn't shoot that much, so I don't mind the assist numbers if you're afraid of the points, but I'll throw that in there for fun at 8-1 to one as well. Uh, but other than that, though, uh, we'll be doing a tennis podcast probably either tonight or tomorrow. We got baseball season starting tomorrow, so if you want to check out the MLB show, I'm not on that, but they have baseball coverage for you. And Terrell and I are going to be doing some NFL win totals later this week, so stay tuned for that. Yep, very much so. We should y'all should really bring this audience into the NFL gambling podcast audience. We don't get anybody watching us live. Nobody, like literally nobody. So whenever we drop that, you guys should really come tune in and talk to us. We'd be bored. Other than that, yeah, we said it all at really realness underscore. I've got nothing else. No idea what to say. No idea what do. No other way. And then the podcast just gonna end it like this. We are out of here.